about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. You have a Bible this morning? Yeah. All right, take it. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I really want to uh, teach a little bit on why we're doing what we do today and explain a little bit about the way that I see baptism itself. Some of you are baptized as a child. Some of you have been baptized since. But if you don't know why you're doing something, there's really no reason to do it if you're not going to get anything out of it. How many know everything requires faith in the kingdom of God? So you can't faithfully get baptized believing nothing. You can get wet, but there's nothing there for you. So I just want to show you a little bit about what baptism meant to me. I was baptized as a baby, and then once again, me and my wife got baptized together years after that, and uh, we went in the water together, got baptized together, because then I knew what was actually taking place in my life, and it meant something to me. So we're just going to glance at that today. So if you're getting baptized or not, you will get something out of today, praise God. Because most of you that have been baptized don't understand it anyway, So, and, and this will be a good indication of what it is, praise God. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Look at verse 17. It says, Therefore, if any man or woman in Christ, he is a new creature... Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have what? Become new. Notice, this is a very important scripture in your life because when you got born again, here it tells you something about it. If any man is in Christ, when you were born into Christ at that time, you became a new creature. Old things are passed away and all things have become what? New. So I found out on December 21st, 1985, when I got born again, basically, that I was no longer a cusser who got saved. I was no longer a saved alcoholic. I was no longer a saved insecure person. That the insecure person had died. The alcoholic had died. The cusser had died. And I had become a brand new species of being that never existed before. I became spiritually a new creation in Christ Jesus. Say spiritually. How many know that you are a spirit? You have a soul and you live in a physical body. Hallelujah. So spiritually wise, you were changed. There was a miracle. Everybody's always looking for a miracle. You've already had the biggest one. There was a miracle that day, and you were changed spiritually into a brand new creation. Old things have passed away. Notice it says, old things passed away. Say, old things. things. Another one says, out of date things have passed away. Say, out of date. date. Now, how many of you drink out of date milk? How many of you got bell bottoms on this morning? No, why is that? Because all these things that you have basically are out of date. So if they're out of date, you don't do those things anymore. And a lot of people don't understand that your old life that you had before the day you got born again has passed away. All the things that you used to do are now out of date. And notice the next verse here. Verse 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. And all things are of who? Notice, all things are of who? Notice, they're all of God now, aren't they? Praise God. How many know that there was a change in your life that day? Things have changed and things have made a difference. Go to Ephesians chapter 2. This is going to show you how to grow up in the Lord very fast this morning and stop wasting time that you've been wasting for many, many years trying to be something that you've already been made. All right, Ephesians chapter 2, look at verse 1. It says, and you has he quickened and who were dead 
in trespasses and sins, wherein in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our lifestyle in times past, lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and we were by nature the children of wrath even as others. Now that's who you were before you got born again. If you're not born again, that's who you are right now. Hallelujah. Notice what it says. You were dead. Say, I was dead. Now we know it's talking about spiritually. When Adam sinned, basically man lost the life of God on the inside of him and he became spiritually dead. He took on the de- basically the nature of the devil at that time. Here it says at that time, you were dead in times past. You were overcome by the world. You were in bondage to the prince of the power of the air in times past. Say in times past. But notice what the Bible says about you now. It says you are more than a conqueror. Here it says you had a lifestyle ruled by the flesh and the mind, by the nature of the children of wrath, and this was in times past. Say in times past. Now the Bible says you are holy and righteous in him. Do you see the transformation that was made the day that you got born again? This is not something that you have to move in your own efforts to get. It's stuff that was instantly done by a miracle in your life, and that's who you are now. Now, how am I going to progress from where that where I'm thinking now, after being born again, to where he's actually made it? I mean, that song we just sang, I am who he says I am, but most people don't know who they are, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> you see? I am, so he, what does he say about you? Well, I don't know. I heard that he says I'm weak. I heard he says I'm no good. I heard he said I'm poor. I heard he said I can't do it. I'm a sinner saved by grace. <laughs> no, that's not what he said. That's what people preaching who don't know what he said, said. Basically, it says you're the righteousness of God in Christ. You've been justified. You've been made holy. You're more than a conqueror. You're carrying his victory in your life, praise God. So what do I want to do? I want to understand that there's been a transition. Now, notice the bad news is the first three scriptures. Look at verse 4. But God, say but God. God. Notice who is rich in mercy of his great love or with he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, he's made us alive together with Christ by grace. Are you saved? And that's good news, but then he gives us the next verse. And has raised us up together and has made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So you went from a loser, you went from somebody who was under the Satan, you went somebody who was a sinner, you went somebody who was a failure, and instantly, say instantly, the day that you got born again, you were instantly changed into a victor, instantly changed into somebody powerful, instantly changed somebody full of the Holy Ghost, instantly changed to peace and joy on the inside of you. Basically, there was a miracle that took place in your life that day that you got born again. It doesn't matter how long ago you got born again, on that day you became that. Now, you've been not living in that probably your whole life, and that's because you didn't know that. And when you know that, all you have to do is believe that, and you will become that. Are you listening? As a man thinks in his heart, so is. What do you think of yourself this morning? Ding, 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 ding. Well, I don't know. It just don't work for me. God don't love me very much. It's just terrible. Well, as a man thinks in his heart, so am I. Are you depressed? Yes. Down and out? Yes. Broke? Yes. Well, there you are, but that's not who God says you are. That's who you used to be. That was in your times past. That was in your were. Look at verse 10. For we are one day going to be, after we try real hard, after we suffer a little more, 
No, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God has before ordained that you walk in them good works. That's who I am, praise God. I'm born of God and God's got some works of power that he wants me to do, but I can't do them as long as I'm living like an old person who was already killed, according to the Bible, on the cross. I need to walk in victory in every single area of my life. Look at verse 11. Wherefore, remember, you being in times past, say times past, Gentiles in the flesh and are called the uncircumcision by which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time, say at that time, notice at that time you were without Christ. You were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. You were strangers of the covenant and promise. You had no hope and you were without God in the world. But now, say but now. My God, I love but. But now in Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were a far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace who has made us one and has broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in the ordinances to make for himself of twain one new man. Who is that new man? It's the new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. Now people get born again and they live in times past. They pray out of times in times past. Oh Lord, I'm a sinner. I don't deserve anything. I fail you all the time, but I'm asking you, you might as well stop. Because he's not even listening to that stuff. Do you see? The Bible says, come boldly to the throne. How are you going to come boldly if you think you're a loser? How are you come boldly if you think you're a sinner coming in the presence of a holy God? My God, it would never work for you. So you've got to understand these, all these things were in times past. Say in times past. What are we now? Verse 18. For through him we both have access by one spirit now unto the Father. Now, therefore, you are no more strangers, no more foreigners, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Praise God. And the best part, look at verse 22. In whom you also he builded together for a habitation. Say habitation. habitation. My God, you are a habitation of the Spirit of God. Yes. Do you know who the Spirit of God is? Do you know he might have a little power? He might have a little victory on the inside of him. You have become a habitation, not a visitation, a habitation of the Spirit of God. We want a visitation, don't we? Every now and then we got time to pray. Every now and then we get a little feel from God. But notice, you are a habitation of God. He loved you so much, he made you his house, and he lives on the inside of you. Now what's he trying to do? Lead you into receiving what belongs to you so you can be who you are and who he made you through the miracle of the new birth. Praise God. Hallelujah. Say, I'm a new creation. I'm a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. And all these things, they're of God. All right, look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22. Ephesians 4, 22, it says, That you put off concerning the former lifestyle, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man. Now, who's that? That's the new creation man, which after God is created in righteousness and in true what? Holiness. So this tells you once again that there's been a change in your life. But notice, whose job is it to put off the old and put on the new? 
It's not God's. Oh, God changed me, created me a clean heart, do this. It's not going to work. You are the one who makes the transition of your soul to line up with what's going on in your spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So you need to put off the old man. So what am I going to do? When I have thoughts of who I used to be, when I have thoughts of failure, when I have worry try to come into my life, I'm not going to receive these things basically because that's not who I am. I'm a new creation. I walk in faith and I walk in power and I walk in victory and that's who I am, praise God. So I'm going to block these thoughts and I'm going to meditate on the new me. I'm going to see myself laying hands on the sick and them recovering. I'm going to see myself speaking to the devil and him leaving. I'm going to see myself living in victory. I see myself raised up and seated in heavenly places as far above all principality, power, might, and dominion. That's who I am now, and that's who I see I am. What am I doing? I'm slowly putting off the old man and renewing myself in the spirit of my... Notice, not in the spirit of your spirit, because there was already a miracle in who you are, who you really are, but it's in your mind. It's what we think that makes a difference. You can be whatever you want to be lined up with the kingdom of God if you just line up your way of thinking in order to do that. So how am I going to do that? I'm going to associate with the new person that I am and disassociate with the old person who I am. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm so glad you suggested bringing those things, Ben. I just can't tell you how excited I am about that. <laughs> now we know what to get everybody for Christmas anyway. We just buy, come up here, get your Christmas presents, hand them out. Kids seem to be happy with them. Ever some took some on Wednesday night. I'm saying, my gosh, we just wrap them things up and give them out this year. Sounds good to me. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. So basically, the old man who you were is dead. Say he's dead. he's dead. Notice he's not dying. He's not trying to die. You're not trying to die to self. You're not trying to kill self. He is dead. Say dead. How yeah. I mean, you know there's a difference between trying to die and being dead? Yeah. And once again, if you're going to try to die to yourself, it's going to take your efforts to do it. Because Jesus already did all he's going to do. So he took your old man to the cross, and he killed that old man on the cross. And when he did that, now when you got born again, you became a brand new species of being that never existed before. Hallelujah. All right, look at Romans chapter 5. All right, Romans chapter 5, are you there? Look at verse 8. God commendeth or shows his love toward me in that while I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. All right, when did this take place? It took place the day that you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That day when you got born again, you went from being a sinner to being justified. Now, how did I progress from being a sinner to be justified? It wasn't by what I did. Here it says it was by the blood. Say by the blood. Everything you get is by the blood of Jesus who paid for it on Calvary. It's not because of your efforts. It's because he's already provided it for you on the cross of Calvary. So what do I want to do again? I want to make sure that I understand that my thinking is lined up with being justified rather than my thinking being lined up with a sinner. Some places you go to church, they will tell you even after you know God that you're a sinner, that you've got to keep trying real hard to get to heaven, that you've got to keep doing this, doing that. We've taught you get born again and get to heaven. First of all, we need to talk, if you're going to get born again and receive Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, then the first thing you need to do is start obeying him. Are you born again and going to heaven? Yes, I am. Are you obeying him? I don't even know what he said. 
Well, then how can he be your Lord and Savior? How, how can you claim him as leading and guiding you when you don't even know what he wants or what he said? No, there's more to it than just going to heaven. There's a lifestyle down here of living in union with the will of God and operating in the power of God and the strength of God and fulfilling the purpose that you were put here for. So when I get born again, I'm going to get in the word of God and I'm going to start discovering who I am. And most of the things God wants you to do, you can't even do out of an old nature mentality. You're never even going to think about casting out the devil. The first time he manifests, you're going to be in the front row running out just as fast as you can. Come on, you're not going to believe in hands laid on the sick. Why is that? Because you're still thinking the old man mentality of who you used to be. So what am I going to do? I am going to not claim, say not claim. See, here's the problem. Anything you claim to be in your life, you're going to fight against for the rest of your life. Everything that you claim. Uh, well, I'm just an insecure person. Well, you will be an insecure person the rest of your life till you understand that Jesus killed that insecure person a long time ago and you start associating with somebody who isn't insecure. You can't change it. You don't have the ability to change it. You don't have the power to change it. Jesus already took care of it for you. So I'm an angry man. I'm just doing my best to not get angry anymore. I know I'm not supposed to get angry because in my heart now I know it upsets God when I fly off the handle like that. So I'm doing my best. I'm counting to 10 every time I feel it welling up on the inside of me. I'm doing everything that I can. Well, when do you believe you're free of anger? Well, when I don't get angry anymore. I mean, you know, that's not the way it works. No, we advance from faith to from one level of to another level. So what am I going to do? I'm going to put faith in the new creature who doesn't get angry. And I'm going to say in the midst of my outburst of anger that I don't get angry anymore. Right in the midst of it. I'm having a fit. I don't get angry anymore in Jesus' name. And why is that? I'm starting to agree with. I'm starting to line up with. I'm starting. And when you believe you're not an angry man, you'll have no problem with anger anymore. When I believed I was no longer an alcoholic, alcohol didn't bother me anymore at all, praise God, because I wasn't an alcoholic anymore. I was a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things has passed away. I'll tell you, this works with every area of your life. It works with sickness. If you can have everybody tell you how sick you are and how sick you've been, and the doctor tells you how sick, and everybody tells you how sick, pretty soon you'll start claiming it. Well, I'm sick. Sick as a dog, praise God. Hallelujah. Horribly sick. Terribly sick. Well, what are you doing? You're just agreeing. Do you see what I mean? With things that are out there, that's not you. God didn't recreate you so that you would be sick. He created you a healed being. As a matter of fact, the Holy Ghost in the inside of you will quicken your mortal body, praise God, if you're flowing in the Spirit of God. So I'm not going to walk around and say, I'm sick. I'm so sick. Are you sick? I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm sicker than you. No, I'm sure I am. I just Then we want to get in a battle for it. You don't do that, praise God. I am healed from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. If I come in here on Sunday morning, I'm going, <coughs> I just want you to know I'm healed today, praise God. I thank God for it. I thank God for being healed today. It's so good to be healed. And by faith in that, it releases the power of God for you to live that way off the inside of you. But if you start claiming things that don't line up with who you really are, now you've got to do the battle. You're the one that's going to get rid of it. Good luck. Because it's not going to work in your life right again, praise God. So the old man, the sick man, the alcoholic, the angry man is dead. Say he's dead. Say he's dead once and for all. He's dead. And you don't improve by improving, you improve by believing. You know? I told one guy one time, and it worked for him. He said, he came in, you got, you got a problem smoking? Yeah, I smoke all the time. I'm just a smoker. I just can't help it. I said, I don't want you to ever say that again. I want you to say that you're free from smoking every time you light one up. And he said, well, that's stupid. I said, I know it's stupid, but it works. 
I mean, sometimes faith is beyond our understanding, do you see? So every time, flip one up, praise God. I thank God I'm so free from nicotine. Glory to God I'm so free from nicotine. And after about four months of that, all at once he had no desire for nicotine anymore because the power of God went to work on the inside of him. Do you see what I mean? Hallelujah. And went to work, same way with alcohol, same way with anger, same way with all this stuff. If you'll claim who you really are, the anointing will go in agreement with you and it will set you free from whatever you want to be set free from. When I found out this, there was a lot of things in my life that needed set free from. And I just had to change the way that I talked, the way that I thought, the way that I did things to line up with the power of God in my life. And that changed my life, do you see? Uh, one of them for us is worry. See, all these natural things, people can look at you and say, you should stop that. You should stop that. You should stop that. But what about worry? You can't see that. You can't see. I can't see it in your brains right now. One saying, worry, worry, worry. Peace, peace, peace. Joy, joy, joy. No, you can't see that. So the only one that can deal with worry in your life is See, because you know. So you say, I'm not going to worry anymore. Why? I'm not a worried being. I'm not a worried person. That old man died a long time ago. I don't have to worry about anything, praise God. You know, Becky kept saying, it's raining again. It's raining again. It's raining again. It might be raining again on Sunday. It might be. I said, it might be, but I can't do anything about it, so no sense me worrying about it. I mean, how would I know if it's worrying when the weatherman don't even know what's going on 92% of the time? My God. Telling, I look at the phone and the weather, and it's pouring, and it's got sunny in Port St. Lucie right on my phone there. I'm thinking, I thought I was hallucinating there for a while. Praise God when I was looking at it. So what is it? There are things we can't change. There are things we can't control, but yet we want to worry about them. But we're not worriers. We are kingdom people. We live in, we live in peace and joy. So the old, say the old man, the old person with all his traits is dead. And the new man is alive and well. See, there's so many things that do not pertain to your life right now that you're accepting in your life, and those are the things that are holding you back. I remember when we moved down here, to, we came from Ohio, we moved down to Florida the first year we got towards tax time, and all at once I got something in the mail from Ohio saying that my state tax was due. Well, I looked at it and said, sorry, Charlie, no longer applies to me. I live in Florida. Sent it back. <laughs> then my city tax came. Sorry, Charlie, does not apply to me. Sent it back. Why? Because I'd changed locations. My God. The Bible says that you have been delivered from the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his dear son of his love. In there you have redemption from all these things. So when anger comes, you say, don't apply to me. Sin comes, that don't apply to me. Worry comes, sorry, don't apply to me. I change kingdoms. I don't live there anymore, praise God. I live someplace else. And as you continue to do that, you'll continually believe it. The more you believe it, the more you'll act like it, and the more power will be in your life to live that way. All right, go to Romans chapter 6. All right, Romans chapter 6. Here we go. Here we go. Look at verse 3. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk in a newness of what? Life. Now notice, here it says basically... Know ye not that so many that we were baptized into Jesus Christ's death. Say baptized. Baptized. Say baptism. Baptism. 
Now, baptism is an immersion. It's not a sprinkling. It's being immersed in something. So through baptism today, all we're doing is we are doing an outward sign of an inward work that's already been done on the inside of you people. You people are getting baptized. Basically, all you're doing is, number one, declaring that you are going to be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ and you're going to obey him. And number two, when we take you below the water, we are going to bury that old man once and for all with all his traits and we're going to raise the new man up out of the water and you can leave whatever you want to leave in that well you can leave your anger in that water you can leave your worry in that water you can leave whatever and whenever it tries to come back you say no no that's in wendy's pool (laughs) anger no that's still in wendy's pool right down there in the six foot realm praise god i'm not going to put up with that anymore Hallelujah. What's it doing? It's showing you in a natural way what happened to you in the spiritual realm. And when you come up out of that pool, praise God, you are the different person that he already said. Now, you already are, but we're just doing this so you understand. You can leave your sickness in there. You can leave your failings in there. You can leave whatever you want in there today, and you're going to be raised up, praise God, because you know the old man's dead. Look at verse 6. Knowing this, say, I know this. Notice, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that you henceforth shall not serve sin. So here it says the old man is what? Crucified. Say crucified. He's not going to be crucified. He's not in the process of being crucified. He is being crucified. Look at verse 7. For he that is dead is freed from sin. My God. Most of the church believes they're dying that's why they're not free from sin. I'm doing my best. I'm trying my hardest. I just ain't going to do that. I ain't going to sin anymore. I got to repent and, and repent and repent and repent and repent and come down to the order and repent and go back and do the same thing. Why is that? You think the old man's still alive. But notice the old man is dead. And here in verse 7 it says, he that is dead is freed from what? Sin. sin. Important verse. What should we do about it? Look at verse 11. Likewise, reckon you also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ. So I'm going to reckon myself dead. What about worry? Dead. Dead to it. What about fear? I'm dead to it. What about no peace, no joy? I'm dead to it. Why is that? Because I'm a new species of being, and on the inside of me is love, peace, joy. That's who I am. That's who I'm going to be. So I want to get free from sin, so I'm going to have to. Now, who does the reckoning? Your pastor? Jesus? No, you have to reckon yourself. Hallelujah. You can tell Paul was a southerner. He said reckon. (laughs) Reckon yourself to be dead. Reckon yourself to be alive. So I'm going to reckon myself dead to powerlessness, but alive to power. I'm going to reckon myself dead to demonic things and alive to the things of God. Praise God. But I'm going to make that change where? Once again in our mind. So the old man today, we are going to take below the water. We're going to leave him there. Some of you may have a lot of problems. I may hold you under there for like seven minutes, but that's okay. Okay, now we only got two people going to get baptized today instead of the number ones we hit. And we're going to bring you back up. But when you come back up, you should be thinking, I am brand new. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. Praise God, everything else. I am dead to all those things that have been bothering me in my life. And I'm going to start lining my mouth up with the things that actually belong to me. All right, go to 1 Peter 2.24. 1 You used to sing a song way, way back. You know, when you start looking at this stuff to teach it, all these songs come up that you haven't heard like in 40 years. 
Or you sing one, I'm a new creation, I'm a brand new man, old things have passed away, I've been born again, I'm more than a conqueror, that's what I am, I'm a new creation, I'm a brand new man. I mean, we're singing these things 30 years ago, and, and back then you just sang it, you didn't have a revelation of it. So you sang it because everybody was singing it, and you whooped it up a little bit, and then all at once it registers on the inside of you, my God, that song was actually true. We weren't singing that for God. I guess we were singing that for me, praise God. And that's why it's so important that songs that we sing here are songs that take you out of the old and put you into the new. You see, we can have the sweetest sounding song in the whole world, but if the words are dragging you in the wrong direction, then we're not going to do it, praise God. I don't care if it made the top 100, 5,000 weeks in a row. I want to take your mind from where you are up higher. I want you to go further. I want you to think more. And that's why you got to be careful. Even preachers that you listen to on TV, some of them continue to take you back to your old man. And tell you you're progressing from your old to your new. No, you're never going to progress there. You're already there, praise God. And you're going to change faith in who you really are right now. So you've got to get a detector. You know what I mean by that? In other words, somebody says, well, we're all sinners saved by grace. Not once goes, wrong, 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 wrong. Not accept, not compute, not compute, not compute. And I'll tell you, the more you grow in this and get around people that don't know it, Sometimes you got to be careful because you might try to tell them who they really are. And, of course, we do it in rich love and mercy because that's who we are. We're love. One of the things I found that helped me more than anything was 1 Corinthians 13. Remember the love chapter? I am patient. I am kind. I am, basically, that's what it says. And I started putting my name in there when I first got saved. I am patient. And I kept thinking, you're not. I am kind. Don't even want to be. You know, because that's where I was at at that time, you know. You'd be patient and kind to everybody. Everybody's going to stop on you. Everybody's going to get an advantage on you. Everybody's going to do it. But I kept putting myself in there. I'm patient. I'm kind. Praise God. I walk in love every single day. I da, 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 and started putting it in there. But I put my name in it. Say, put your name in it. Hallelujah. What does that do? It's convincing me that I am a love creation. How many of you know God is a love creation? And because of that, praise God, then you will start to love others unconditionally just like he does. All right, First Peter 2.24. Who his own self bear our sins, now who is that? Jesus, in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye will be. Someday you'll be. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. No, you were. Say were. How many know were might be past tense? Yes, words past tense. So here he says, because you're dead to sin, you'll no longer sin anymore. The Bible in Corinthians says, if you'll awake to righteousness you'll sin not. If you stay awake to sin, you're going to sin the whole time. You're going to see yourself as a sinner, see yourself as a failure. So I want to be dead to sin and live under righteousness. I want to be dead to sickness and live in health. I want to be dead to worry and live in peace. I want to be dead to fear and live in faith. I want to be dead to the old me and be alive to the new me. How am I going to do that? I'm going to associate every day with the Word of God. I'm going to read scriptures that tell me who I am. I'm going to associate with that. When something comes to try to get in my thought life, See, casting down thoughts and imaginations that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. The problem with the church, nobody has the knowledge of God, so they don't know if they should cast it down or not because they don't really know what God thinks. But when you find out who he says you are, I mean, this is part we've been teaching on the love of God. This is part of that. How I many you know if God, you got saved just going to heaven, you're still the old rotten you? God really didn't do a whole lot for you except change your direction. 
But he's did more than that, praise God. He's put you in a position of authority, a position of power. And the only thing is we cannot drag these old things into our new life. Hallelujah. We want to go. So today as we baptize you, today as we take you down, praise God, leave that old man under there, whatever your problem may be, if you have one, can think of one. Even if you can't, we're still leaving him down there. And we're bringing you up in a new resurrection life. We're going to bury the old man by baptism today. Hallelujah. We're not going to dunk him. We're not going to drizzle him. We're going to drown that sucker today. Hallelujah. All right, that's what we're going to do. So that's what happens. It drowns it. If you're here today and you've not signed up for baptism and yet you have something in your life you want to drown, I mean, there's plenty of pool there. There's plenty of time today, praise God. You can do whatever you want, praise God. But that's what baptism is all about. That's, that's why we do this. That's why God has given it to us to do as a sign, praise God of what to do. And, you know, back in the early days when I read some of the other stuff, there were uh, rabbis and stuff who had their own little own little congregations, if you would, and traveled around. And basically, whenever they had somebody that wanted to join their congregation, they basically baptized them. And then they became a disciple of Rabbi Huti Huti, or whoever it is, you see. And we're going to do that today, but we're not baptizing you in the name of Tom Karras. We're not baptizing you in the name of TCVC. We're baptizing you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ because that's who you're becoming a disciple of today and, and making the commitment to do that the rest of your life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, I just pray for everybody here this morning. I thank you for the revelation that they got from your word this morning. Father, I thank you for a powerful move of God in the baptismal waters today. I thank you that every person who, who steps out by faith today to get baptized will be totally set free from whatever bothers them in the name of Jesus, and there will be a transformation and a total change in their life this day. And we thank you for it through the word of God and the power of your spirit and give you glory for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. all right, praise God. We